1: Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: I will say this about investing: everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at twenty is new.
1: Welcome to another episode of Equity May. It's a podcast where we'll help you learn to invest in 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro?
0: Yeah, I'm very good, Bryce. Uh, very excited that we've made it to episode 85. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I'd Probably didn't think we'd get this far.
1: No, I, I would agree with you. I think one of the biggest learnings that I've had out of the Equity Mates experience is the. Importance and the reward that you get from consistency and perseverance. You know, we have been doing this week in, week out for almost two years now. Um, And if it weren't for all of the many thousands of listeners that we have um, loyally listening to us week in, week out, we certainly wouldn't be in the position that we are today. So massive thanks to them and Ren. We're so close to our 100th episode, just around the corner.
0: Yeah, 100%. And to thank all of our uh, equity mates out there who have been listening, we. Hope to throw a party, but that'll be that'll be after our little Christmas hiatus that we plan to take. So there'll be more details coming uh, in the new year. But uh, as we get closer, you know, keep a lookout. Make sure you keep listening. We hope to see some equity mates there to celebrate. You know, investing podcasts and everyone the else, Sydney, the Sydney Swans, <laughs> Sydney whatever Swans. else we want yeah, to Sydney celebrate. Football Club. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. You're definitely right about sticking with it. We didn't really know much about either podcasting or investing in the early days. So, um, True. Full, full credit to our listeners that stuck with us.
1: Can't say we still know a lot about either, but... Uh...
0: <laughs> I'm pretty... I could talk about podcasts, not so much about investing.
1: <laughs> Great. Well... Yeah, that's really encouraging for someone who may have just joined the show hoping <laughs> to learn something about investing because... Uh, well, actually, it's the ideal time to join the show because uh, before we go into uh, the episode, we'll do a bit of housekeeping, but this episode, Ren, we're going to go back to the nuts and bolts of investing. We've done 85 episodes. We're going to take this opportunity before we go into Christmas to go back over some of the basic 101 episodes that we have done over the last 18 months and and give you a quick summarized version of uh, what you need to know to get up to speed uh, with investing, and then obviously you can go back and listen to the episodes in more detail. So that's what today is going to be about. Before we do, Ren, uh, there's a bit of housekeeping. You want to give uh, Thought Starters a shout?
0: Well, let's just let's just rip through them all really quickly. So um, if you haven't signed up to our email mailing list, uh, Thought Starters, you should. One email once a week, all the news and uh, investing information you need to know. Best way to procrastinate at work. Number two, uh, our social media, especially our Instagram. As with most people these days, it's our uh, main form of social media. So follow us. Uh, we do we do pardon the jargon. We do investing news. We do um, uh, funny memes occasionally if Bryce is feeling up to it. <laughs> company um, in the spotlight. Yeah, company in the spotlight. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, I've actually really loved that one. Found out some companies. I didn't know about Uh, one of them, sparked a bit of a debate between the two of us. So it's good. The
1: KFC one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the third thing to plug book club. So we started book club. uh, We are in month two of it. First month, we did Liar's Poker by Michael Lewis, who is the author of Moneyball and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. No, no. (laughs) Um, uh, The Big Short, The Big Short. Um, And then this month, we are doing Joel Greenblatt's The Little Book That Still Beats the Market. For those of you who haven't heard about Joel Greenblatt, he uh, ran a fund that returned an average of forty percent a year over twenty years, which is just absurd. Um, and this is the book that he wrote, so his kids and um, people, you know, lay people who weren't investors could um, understand a pretty simple uh, formula to beat the market. I think we both finished it. I really enjoyed it. Whoa. Same. We'll recap it in the first episode of December, Um, but if you want to join our book club, jump on our website. You can buy the book there. You can listen to our past episodes. Um, You can submit comments. You can tell us what you thought about the book, suggest future books. We want to make this as interactive as possible. We think reading is really important for investing knowledge, Um, so come on board and join the book club. Anything else to plug?
1: Uh, No, Ren. I just want to re-plug that book. As you said, it's probably... Uh, it, the layman that I am, I, I got a, a lot out of it, and I think it would be a great exercise if people were to read it and then be able to tune into the episode when we discuss it, because I'm sure we're going to go into a fair bit of detail on the special magic formula that he talks about, um, and it would be good if, if people had already read the book. You'll get a lot out of that episode. Fantastic yeah, book, so, so definitely get on it. Took us three or four days to read. so
0: Yeah, I think as a general rule, <laughs> book clubs aren't that interesting if you haven't read the book just people talking about something that you don't really have any context for. So, to get the most out of those episodes, um, you, you really probably should read the book with us, um. So, yeah, join us.
1: Join us, exactly. So, let's get cracking, Ren. We've got basics 101 and episode recap to get through. Um, so, where do you want to kick off? I guess the fundamentals of investing and, and how and what you can invest in are probably the first question that, that people ask. I've got, I've got all this or some money. Uh, what do I do with it? Um, would you agree?
0: Yeah, 100%. And for me, when it was when I started, it was really, or I thought it was buy property or put it in the bank and save and then buy property with it. Turns out there's more choices than that.
1: Absolutely. I, I would agree. Um, it, Australia is a very property f- sort of weighted investing country and stocks aren't given, given the light that they deserve, I think. Over the last sort of 18 months, we've both definitely realized the huge power and, and wealth creating machine that... that well, that's that's to, to rip the line from you, Ren. Um, that stocks are. So, what are some of the options if you've got a bit of cash and you want to start investing? What are some of the basic investing options out there?
0: Yeah. So, really quickly, there's obviously property. There's you can put it in the bank and earn interest on it. Uh, you can buy stocks, which is what we talk about a lot in Equity Mates. You can also buy bonds. Which is the debt of a company or a government. Uh, You can buy precious metals or commodities, that's, you know, gold, oil, wool, energy, whatever. And then, you know, there's things like crypto. They're probably the main ones. And anything else?
1: No, I think you've covered them all off there. Do you own any or all of them?
0: So I own, I did own, no, I still own some Ethereum. So I own crypto. own bonds. Well, I own hybrids, which are bonds that are publicly traded. Stocks, yes. I own a little bit of gold. Don't own any property. So I'm really bucking the Australian trend. Yeah, what about
1: you? Uh, Stocks, obviously. I have exposure to gold, but I don't have any nuggets sitting around the house. I'm keen to get into bonds. Your hybrid has piqued my interest and I'm sort of keen to explore that further. Um, but likewise, don't have anything in property uh, and probably can't foresee myself going down that path for a while, to be honest. But um, yeah, keeping the, keeping my eye on it. So, so they're the basics.
0: So so yeah, they're, they're the basics. And I guess the point of doing this recap is... A lot of listeners have joined us recently, um, uh, so you know you probably haven't listened to us go through a lot of the introductory stuff in detail, the basic one-on-one stuff in detail. So what we want to do in the next ten minutes, I guess, is explain why stocks are the primary focus of equity mates and the primary focus of um, our, in, you know, our investing, um, and then rip through some of your choices. So if you've just joined us on this journey. You sort of have a basic context to then pick up and run with this podcast. So, do you want to start with why we prioritize stocks?
1: Yeah, well, in my in my mind, I think one of the biggest advantages of stocks, as opposed to say property, uh, is the amount of money and fees that you need to to outlay in order to access that form of investment um, or that that asset. Stocks relative to to property. Um, are an incredibly cheap way to, to to sort of start investing investing your money why else do we like stocks I mean it's a great source of revenue through dividends um but personally if I was just to just say it from sort of a, a broad umbrella stroke I just think it's an incredibly interesting way to to look at the world and yeah I think that's what got me interested in them um, I'm sure you've got a much better answer than that ren <laughs>
0: no, I think I think it's a good answer and like, you know, everyone has their own their own reasons for choosing whatever they want. The, the one liner that I've sort of come up with over the course of our journey and especially for our live shows that sums it up for me is that stocks have been uh, the greatest wealth creating engine the world has ever seen. Um, nothing has created more wealth for more people. Um, you know, in Australia, we cling to property, but when you take into account, you know, costs um, and inflation, the returns aren't maybe as good as people first expect. But if you look at stock performance over a long period of time, that compounding effect of consistent, you know, seven, eight, 9% annualized returns, it, it is pretty phenomenal. And yeah, I just, when you think about it conceptually, like what these companies are that you're investing in, you're becoming a part owner of a company and that company's whole purpose of existence is shareholder returns so they go out and they hire the smartest people to try and grow their market share to try and sell more product uh, to increase their revenue to increase their profit all to return more money for the shareholder when you think of the mechanism of that of that you know businesses doing that every day compared to say a property which just appreciates because someone is willing to pay more for it in, in the future or gold which is the same like these commodities are just really dictated by supply and demand, whereas what these companies are doing is actively going out and fighting every day to increase shareholder returns. It's pretty hard to to turn that down.
1: Big time. I think one of the major advantages of stocks as well that was a massive draw card for me and probably you as well once we sort of understood the true power that stock sort of puts in our hands is that it actually... Gives you the opportunity to access almost all other assets in terms of investing, you know, property, gold, as you said, bonds and that sort of stuff. You know, you don't have to go and directly invest in in these assets. You can do it all through the stock market in in one form or another. And particularly for a beginner investor who doesn't have huge sums of money uh, to invest in in property, you know, the stocks, the stock market, and and especially in this day and age, it allows you to get access to to assets and, and put your money to work over the long term with reasonably and relatively small amounts of money. You don't need that $100,000 deposit to put down on a 20% down on a house and all this sort of stuff. You can start putting your money to work from a very young age and also from a very small base as well, which I think is an incredibly huge advantage that stocks have over other forms of assets.
0: Yeah, 100%. Hopefully we've explained why stocks are what we focus on, what we enjoy talking about and what we've based this podcast on. Uh, I guess the next question, and this is definitely a question that I struggled to answer when we started this podcast, is um, what are the different ways that you can invest in stocks? Because there's a lot of them and it can get confusing very quickly.
1: It can, it can. And there's, I think there's two approaches to this. There's there's the hardware and sort of the the software approach, I guess, is that yeah we'll obviously discuss the, act, the active speaking, versus passive. Speaking
0: <laughs> of getting confusing very quickly.
1: <laughs> so what I mean is, from a beginner, if you're to say how do you in how do you invest in stocks or or you know that one question could be like actually how do we go and do it? We need to talk about the broker. We need to talk about you know you can be using um, things like rays and, and those sorts of things. And then there's also the styles of investing in stocks, which I think is what you were referring to, Ren. So let's start with the styles of investing.
0: So maybe, maybe we just say, if you want to know the, I guess what you were referring to is the hardware side of it, which is like, how do you physically go and buy a stock? Um, we did an episode on that. That's episode four. There's, there's probably, um, that's probably a good place to start, but, um, Yeah, you you continue with uh, what you're saying.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Go back to episode four, how to buy shares and that will take you through brokerage and and platforms. And I think we also did another one on that, on episode 66, all about investing platforms and and the fees uh, associated with them. So go back and check out those episodes. But yeah, Ren, in terms of uh, investing in stocks, there's a couple of approaches that you can take. We've got uh, active Investing style, a passive investing style, and uh, investing, I guess, directly in individual stocks, which is probably an active approach. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. So I guess the the distinction there is um, active management is when you, as an investor, give your money to someone else to actively invest in stocks on your behalf, and then uh, and you know that's your traditional, you know, what you see in movies, the hedge fund guy that. You know, is researching stocks and buying stocks and all that stuff. Um, the second approach, which is the passive approach, is you put your money into uh, it's basically a rules based uh, investment style. So it might, the rule might be um, I will passively buy the 200 biggest companies in Australia, regardless of what those companies are and what they do. And as companies get bigger and smaller over time, I will continue to just. Be invested in the 200 biggest, and you know, rebalance so it's always the 200 biggest, and that's the passive style because no decision is ever made. It's just the rules when you start the investment are just carried forward, and then the third one, which is the individual stock picking, is really where you, as the individual, make the decisions yourself around what stocks you're going to buy. So that that's probably a distinction that I got lost in in the beginning. Because people start talking about things like ETFs, which are exchange traded funds uh, and LICs uh, and other you know index funds and stuff like that. And then you start to get confused by, you know, because there are active and passive ETFs and stuff like that. So probably the, the really simple distinction to sort of frame it is there's active where you give someone your money to manage and they make decisions. There's passive where you put your money into something where no decisions are made. And then you make the decisions yourself.
1: I think it comes down to as well. Yeah. But it, for, for a beginner, it, it really is. It's true. It's how um, how much time and effort are you going to be putting into the stock market on a daily basis, which is going to be your active individual approach. And then if you're going to go with a passive approach, then you're sort of going down the track of setting aside money um, that is just going to be ticking away in what you sort of said there, rent ETFs or, or whatever it may be. Um yeah, so I guess that's it. Active, passive, individual. What's your main approach at the moment?
0: So I think the best approach is to do all three. So I um, I have some money that I have put in passive um, vehicles. So a lot of ETFs are passive, some aren't, which you've got to be careful of. But um, so ETFs are exchange traded funds, and I've put a bunch of money in, uh, you know, Australian, European um american etfs that just track the market and then i've also picked some individual stocks myself not because i'm great at it but because i enjoy the process of it um and sometimes i get lucky and then i what i'm looking at now is also looking at who are good active managers out there that i can put some money away with that i trust that over time they will get decent results so i'm trying to sort of hedge my bets and do a bit of everything yeah um what about you
1: yeah, very much the same. Uh, I've got active management through a couple of LICs that I have, uh, financial services, LICs, listed investment companies. And then I've got the passive approach, which is weighted index, um, and then individual stock picking, which I do myself. Wouldn't say I am overly successful in doing that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I have a combination of all three as well. If you want to get some more information on those, We have episode fifteen, which is three basic ways to invest in the market, and then episode seventeen, we talk about the five styles of investing. So we go a bit deeper and talk about algorithmic based investing and that sort of stuff as well. So check out episode fifteen and seventeen for a bit more information on that. So Ren, we've discussed why we like stocks. We've discussed the different types of assets that you can invest in if you're interested in investing. And then we've also discussed the three sort of main approaches to actively, uh, sorry, to investing in, in stocks with active, passive and individual stock picking. So that's probably the absolute fun foundations at a very high level. What are some of the key takeaways that you've got over the last 18 months from a basics sort of point of view?
0: Yeah, so my biggest takeaway, and I sort of alluded to it before, but is that your biggest advantage and in some ways, our only advantage is our time horizon. If you if you're trying to trade for tomorrow, you're competing against some of the best investment bankers in the world with an informational and uh, like a structural asymmetry. Like they have faster computers, they have better information flow. They're going to beat you on the day-to-day trade, but their their incentives are all short-term. Over the long term, you know us mum and dad investors, us retail investors have a real advantage if we can just wait it out um, in the market and let compounding take effect. So that's probably my biggest thing that I've learned. And if there's one thing that people get from our podcast, I, from me, I guess, I don't know what you think, but if they get that, and then I think the 85 episodes have done some good.
1: Okay, two things I want to go a bit deeper in there because I can. I would completely agree that's probably one of the biggest broad things that i've learned i would yes yeah, couple that with the the value of patience um, and and removing your emotion from your investing decisions if you pull all that together into a nice package then you definitely are well on your way to hopefully getting some success in the market so one thing i want to if someone has just joined us can you explain what you mean by the compounding effect
0: yeah sure so uh Think of compound interest when you did uh, maths at school. Um, very simply, uh, simple interest is if you get 10% a year and you invest $100, that means every year you're going to get $10 back. Um, that's, that's good, but what's better is compounding, where as your money grows over time, you still get that, in this case, 10%. So in year one, you get $10 back from your $100. But that means you then have $110. So in year two, you get $11 back, and now you have $121. And then in year three, you get $12.10 back. Um, and so it just keeps growing over time. And because the percentage you're getting back is around the same, and over the long term, the market gives you about 7 or 8% a year, your money just continues to grow and grow and snowball over time. And the amount you get uh, additional every year... Gets more and more, Um, and that compounding effect is really where the wealth is created in the stock market. Nice. Was that clear?
1: Yeah, that's very clear, and it's the eighth wonder of the world, according to Warren Buffett, arguably the best investor in the world. So, yeah, I think
0: I think it, and Albert Einstein as well. So
1: yes, so said said, two of the smartest people in the world (laughs) preaching about uh, the compound interest. So I just want to quickly touch on your time horizon thing. So this it obviously frames your approach to investing, but that doesn't mean you're just willy nilly spraying your money anywhere into any stock with the expectation that oh you know over twenty years this is going to going to turn out right. I, I, I want it to be clear that you're still putting in some due diligence and thought into what you're investing in, knowing that you know hopefully with a bit of an educated um, approach uh, your your stocks will turn out well over a twenty or thirty year period, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. But, but if you feel, if that is a, like a barrier to entry for you, being worried that you're not going to be able to do the appropriate research or anything like that, I still think putting your money in something like a generic, um, Australian index fund that just gets a basket of stocks or a generic American index fund that gets a basket of stocks is an absolutely fine approach to begin with.
1: If you're wondering what we're talking about with index and ETF, go and listen to episode 50. We sit down with beta shares and discuss all things exchange traded funds. What is an ETF is the name of the episode, episode 50. And then the following episode, we discuss some of the major um, themes that are going on in the investing world with technology and AI and, and all that sort of stuff. So go back and listen to that if you're unsure what we're talking about with index and ETF. So, Ren, um, any other major takeaways? For me, I think very very briefly, it's very important as a beginner to consider the fees that you're paying. Uh, I know that not all our listeners agree with that, but if you're investing small amounts, it's important to try and keep your fees on each investment as low as possible. Fees come in the form of brokerage, management funds, um, those sorts of things. Keeping them as low as possible is a percentage of your in- investment uh, at each time is is important. And also that comes in the form of choosing a broker. And that's very easy these days. There's many ways that you can do that. Head to your bank to, to find out um, what they offer in terms of brokerage platforms and use that as a, a way to dig a bit deeper and find out what else is out there in the market. Um, since we started REN 18 months ago, there's been a larger increase in the number of online brokers offering different types of services at at low fees. So it's definitely a good spot for beginners. Now Uh, you can access the market cheaper than you could certainly two years ago. Anything else from you, Ren?
0: No, I think um, that that's a really important one. Lowering the fees. I think that's a great one to include in this episode, but once again, we have gone over the time that we stated at the start of the episode. <laughs> we've changed it to 20 minutes and somehow we're still brushing up uh, closer to 30 minutes. So that's probably a good spot to end it. If people want to listen to all of our Basics 101s, uh, on our website, we've split them out. There's a link where you can listen to them all. Um, you can see which episodes uh, we consider our Basics 101. Um, if you want, listen to all 85. That No one's going to stop you doing that. Um, but I think it's, it was an important episode for us to just recap, given the number of listeners that have joined us recently, to sort of uh, level set. And uh, hopefully when we start waffling on in future episodes, you uh, understand what we're talking about.
1: Absolutely. And if there's one thing I want to recap on, it is, and this is probably going to apply to all of our listeners, Ren's real name is Alec. Um, <laughs> <laughs> His surname is Renahan. I call him Ren. <laughs> so if anyone hears me at some stage during the interviews or online or whatever, refer to Alec. Don't be confused. I haven't ditched Ren. He's still with me, but... Uh, for the purpose of the show and just as mates, we call him Ren. So, uh, I think it was important that we clear that up as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would actually be very confusing. I, I hadn't thought of that. All right. If anyone is now wondering, Bryce's real name is Bryce. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Ren. Well, good to chat as always. And I think it was important that we did a, a recap of that. As you said, there's about 20 episodes that we've, uh, Put together in our Basics One Hundred One on our website. It'll be under the podcast link. Definitely go and check it out. There's about twenty of them, um, so you don't have to listen to all of the chat in between episode two and episode eighty-five. So check it out. Thanks for joining us. As always, keep your ears peeled for hopefully a hundredth episode party. And until next week, Ren. Oh, I'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Equity
1: mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice
0: only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part?